Kane's Fishing and Hunting Show on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And uh, with that, uh, Rick, uh, you know, uh, the uh, if you'd like to give us a call, of course, uh, 337, the area code, along with uh, 367-1240. You can listen to us online at www.kane1240.com, uh, anywhere in the world. And if you have an Alexa, just say, Alexa, play Kane 1240. And you can uh, pick up the show on any accessible internet device. We're live here at the studios of Kane Radio at 107 uh, West Main Street next to Victor's Cafeteria in downtown New Iberia, which is open. And, Rick, uh, you know, with all the cold weather we've had, what are you hearing about freshwater and saltwater fishing? Tony, they're still catching soccer My buddies are sending me some pictures, and they're going back this weekend. Uh, Toledo Bend is the hot spot right now, and I'm sure, you know, any any deeper water lakes is – well, reservoir, should I say. And I went out to the pond to see Tony Wednesday afternoon around 4, 3.30, 4 o'clock. And I just stayed on the bank and I uh, made a few casts, caught a few fish. Now, all of it was in deeper water. And what I did, I downsized to a, a smaller bait and just let it free fall. Like, you know, very little, it's a reaction strike, very little, you know, movement to the bait. And all of the fish, I caught six of them, and they all hit it on the fall in deep water. You know, so that tells you there. They're slowing down. Now, we're probably talking the, it's overall it's 30 foot deep, and I probably caught them at 20 or 25 feet, you know. So they had to be a down around where the thermocline was. But anyway, I just went out there to check, you know, the water with the drought last year, and uh, we, we caught, you know, we've been catching some good rain. So it's about half pool, but it, it was really low there for a while. And, you know, we're supposed to catch a lot of rain later well, on today. Let uh, it fill up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good possibility. Yes, uh, sir. With oh, it. yeah. Yep. And as uh, Jeff reported uh, earlier, uh, yeah, that uh, the rain's coming. <laughs> it's just oh, a little yeah. ways away. So right. bear and with me. And on saltwater, Tony, like you said, with the weather and hunting season, I haven't really heard too much on the uh, on the saltwater side. Yeah, not at all. Uh, uh, it's just uh, I hadn't heard much uh, with regards. And want to remind folks, too, about the new regulations for speckled trout. So yep. if, if you're out there fishing in the cold trash pile, if you got to go further out to Marshall, right. uh, you got to remember those new limits and all uh, with regards to the specs. And uh, 15 is all you can bring in, 13 to 20 inches. And uh, with that, uh, also, uh, they only allow you two right. uh, above uh, tw- uh, 20 uh, uh, inches. So uh, with that, keep that in mind. And uh, with that, if you want to refresh yourself, uh, go to the website of the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries and uh, just Check make it sure. Out. Yep. That's right. You're rather safe than sorry. Oh, know? yeah. Because them game wardens, they're out there, I can assure you. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they're checking on you and everything. So yes, with sir. that. Anyway, Rick, uh, notice the river stage, too, uh, in uh, uh, that. So it looks like the river stage uh, starting yeah, to make a little move bump up. up a little bit, yeah. Yeah, it's right about three foot uh, at 6 o'clock this morning. Uh, but it uh, in the coming uh, days, I'm going to start uh, really elevating uh, on January the 8th. That's next Monday with that. And then uh, it's going to hit a peak of around uh, four foot uh, on the 14th uh, and stay that way till about the 16th. Then it's going to drop a little bit, not much, maybe a few inches in that. But uh, good sign, though, too. Uh, it's been so low for so long. Oh, yeah. I may take a little trip if the weather permitting uh, next weekend. Okay, uh, with that. Yep. Uh, but uh, all good signs. So, uh, as I mentioned, I uh, just don't see a whole lot of fishing uh, right now with the weather. You no. Know? Like I said, everything's happening, Tony, up north, you know, from all of my uh, my connections are telling me, you know, and they're catching them deep. And um, some on shiners, some's on, some's on jigs, you know, more, more on shiners because uh, 
like I said, they had, they had about 25, 30 foot deep. And uh, with these cold fronts, you know, I don't know how cold, how cool it's going to get. Not real, real cold, but you know, it knocks them back a little bit. And then the colder it gets, the deeper they go. But anyway, you can still catch them. You know, it's just not. Uh, just got to find them. The one good thing is the sun's setting a lot later now. Not a lot. But right, but a little you bit. You know, the yeah. 10 or 15, 20 minutes uh, right. later, uh, mm-hmm. we'll give that report later on this morning in uh, the tides. But uh, yeah. in the meantime, uh, just, uh, you know, hadn't heard anything with regards to, uh, you know, the lakes or anything of that No, nature. the lake, Tony, like I said, I mostly stay away from that until after hunting season just to respect because that's one of my favorite fishing spots where they do a lot of duck hunting. So, I kind of wait till you know, the end of January, beginning of February to uh, start fishing the lake. Yeah. Also, you know, uh, uh, the private red snapper season ended uh, December 31st. It won't crank up again till uh, Memorial Day weekend. And, uh, of course, I uh, don't know how the, you know, last July they allow you to go with uh, four fish. And for previously, a couple of years ago, it was just two fish. Right. And it's up to four. Now, will they hold that come Memorial Day weekend? I don't know. It remains to be seen. In and then the poundage, too, could change. It may not, you know. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, and uh, like I said last week, you know, we talked a little bit about flounder. Uh, also, uh, we're talking about redfish now, uh, where there could be not necessarily overfish, but they're trying to see where some of the redfish uh, can uh, – I guess, uh, uh, with that spawn a little bit better and move out. So uh, those are things we'll keep an eye on this spring. Uh, I think the commission met yesterday, wasn't able to get any information on that. So, uh, But pretty interesting in that regard. So uh, yep. we'll see how that uh, – and the next thing, too, is the rainbow trout fishing uh, dates. I was looking for that, uh, where they're going to drop – and what ponds they're going to dro- uh, drop them in. Usually in our area, it's Youngsville – and Gerard Park in Lafayette. Well, Lafayette. I uh, don't know where else they could possibly drop them. I was, you know, but the wa- but the water's not deep enough. I was maybe one day uh, we could get to see them drop in Spanish Lake. You know. Uh, uh, anyway, I don't know how many are dropping a pond too. Uh, the rainbow trout. Right. Hmm. That's I'm a good just, question, Tony. You know, because <laughs> yeah. I've heard anywhere Spanish Lake's anywhere from fourteen hundred to seventeen hundred acres. It's a, it's a good size lake. You know, so but it's not a deep lake other no. than by the pumps. By the pumps, you're right. Uh, that's about it. Where the water's pretty depth. They yeah. have a depth there. You got some there. water back there, but overall, Tony, no, it's not deep. And of course, Spanish Lake drains into the some of Spanish Lake will drain into Bayou Tesh too. Uh, out there on the north side of the lakes. So, yeah, what is uh, that, the Joe Day Canal? I think it is, yeah, yeah the Joe Day Canal uh, with that. Uh, so, anyway, interesting, uh, of course, uh, the outdoors calendar for fishing events and all. Uh, you know, you got some uh, uh, rodeos coming up soon, uh, of course, the Big Bass and uh, some other uh, rodeos uh, in that regard. But in the meantime, uh, I'm trying to see with regards to uh, hunting and fishing se- uh, hunting season, uh with that, uh, a lot of that's getting ready to shut down too, Rick. It won't be long. That's right. So uh, a lot of uh, the areas uh, for uh, deer and modern firearms uh, went through December 31st uh, last week, uh, New Year's uh, uh, Eve, and deer areas 3, 7, and 8, and that with and without dogs, and uh, other areas too. Area 10 uh, shut down on the 31st, uh, uh, still hunt only. Uh, also, the primitive firearms, uh the seventh is the last day for those deer areas of three, seven, eight, and ten. Uh, elsewhere, ducks, coots, marganzas in the west zone uh, through the seventh. The east zone will shut down on the twenty-eighth in the second splits. And geese in the west zone through January the seventh. Uh, east zone 
Meanwhile, through the 28th, second splits includes the Canadian blue, snow, Ross, and speckled bellies. Uh, take of the Canadian geese prohibiting portions of Cameron and Vermilion parishes. Man, and those cutoffs, Rick, I'd be guessing where you could uh, right. shoot the Canadian geese in those areas. So, yeah. I mean, uh, check your uh, latitude and longitudes in that oh, regard. Yeah. You know, so uh, believe me, the uh, wardens know which area. So, Elsewhere, in the meantime, uh, on some deer and modern firearms, uh, January 8th through the 21st in the state deer areas 1 and 4, still hunt only. Uh, elsewhere, uh, just other areas around the state. Of course, rabbits and squirrels through the 29th on statewide private lands only. State and federal lands have separate seasons. Quail through February 29th, statewide private lands only. And just looking, woodcock through the 31st, statewide Elsewhere, uh, snipe through the 28th, second split statewide. So uh, a lot going on right now in the hunting uh, and all, Rick, and you see that uh, uh, with that, as you mentioned, you know, you're um, giving uh, the duck hunters out there uh, in the lakes uh, time to uh, shoot. <laughs> you don't want to feel the BBs hitting you, that's for, oh, that's no. for sure. <laughs> well, just like I said, Tony, out of respect, even though you're far, you know, aluminum boat does throw a flash, and, I mean, ducks have excellent eyesight. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, I, I remember one of the first times I went duck hunting. I wore a red hat. The guy I was with took that <laughs> hat. He took that hat. Mm -hmm. Threw it. Yeah. Threw it. He didn't throw it in the water. He threw it in a brush. I said, "What's the matter with you?" He said, "Man, them ducks are." Oh, they'll see, see that, that a mile away. Hat. Oh yeah. He said, "You were you nuts?" Yeah. <laughs> I said, "It's my first duck hunt, man. Right. What do you think? I'm just a kid." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, uh, with the fishing and the shrimping, uh, of course, remind you again about the speckled trout, 15 uh, per day, measuring 13 to 20 inches, two trout more than 20 inches allowed daily. Anyway, open recreational season, southern flounder, the recreational gray triggerfish uh, closed uh, on January 1st. Red, lane, uh, red and lane and blackfin, queen and silk snappers, along with wrenchmen, uh, among the other snapper species, all groups except uh, close for gag, red, goliath, and Nassau groupers in state and federal waters. Okay. Also, uh, recreational greater amjack uh, uh, is closed. Shrimp, fall inshore season closed except for the Pontchartrain Basin and uh, the double rig line in Brighton and Chandelier, Chandelier Sounds, all state outside waters open. Uh, go to the map, the website, to make sure about that. I don't want to lead you on. Oh, and tell it's you, a lot to cover. Bro. Oh, man, is it? And uh -huh. uh, with that, Rick, uh, I certainly don't want to get somebody hung up. Uh, oh, no. Oh, well, that's what I heard. Oh, no, check those sites, uh, I can assure you. Yes, sir. In the meantime, you know, uh, something pretty interesting, too, and I should have mentioned this last week or week before last, the digital duck stamp bill becomes law and to bring it into the 21st century. And uh, coming soon, this year, to be exact, waterfowl hunters will have uh, one less thing to worry about because Louisiana and other states now can issue an electronic duck stamp to hunters. Okay. And uh, overwhelming bipartisan effort by Congress, uh, a congressman from Louisiana and Arkansas sealed the deal for this Duck Stamp Modernization Act of 2023. Uh, President Biden signed the bill on December the 19th. And what's the big deal? Well, before last week, uh, waterfowl hunters could only use the electric receipt on their duck stamp purchase for up to 45 days while waiting for the physical stamp to be mailed to them, often causing them to miss parts of the season. If it was late, once received, the duck hunters were required to carry their physical stamp to remain uh, legal the rest of the waterfowl season. And thanks to the new law, 
outdoorsmen can use the electronic receipt of their duck stamp immediately after purchase throughout the season starting in 24-25. So, uh, yeah. and as we all know, you needed that duck stamp and uh, with that. And uh, yeah. federal duck stamps cost $27.22. And, of course, the money raised for the purchase of the funds uh, on the conservation efforts, according to the U.S. Wildlife and Fisheries Service, the program has generated $1.1 billion since the first duck stamp was uh, issued way back in 1934. 34. I didn't realize that. Okay. Anyway, uh, physical duck stamp will still be mailed to the customers because many collect them, but will arrive after the duck season. So uh, with that, of course, Congressman Graves said the new law will expand success to Sportsman's Paradise and to make it easier for you to spend more money early mornings uh, in the duck blind. Originally created in 1934 when it was signed into law by then Franklin uh, Delano Roosevelt, the federal duck stamp program has proved to be one of the most successful conservation tools ever created to protect the habitat for birds and other wildlife. 98% of each duck stamp directly helps uh, acquire and uh, protect the wild uh, wetland habitat and purchase conservation uh, easements for the National Wildlife uh, Refuge. And welcome to the modernization of duck hunting. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing, too, uh, with that. You know, uh, how many times uh, well, you see violations where you oh, see yeah. these guys don't have their duck stamp, yep. you know. And, uh, boy, the, the game warrants on that top of that uh, big time, Rick, in oh, that regard. Yeah. Yep. Elsewhere, too, I uh, want to remind <laughs> folks of uh, the deer hunters up in northeast Louisiana about the chronic wasting uh, yeah, I've uh, seen that. disease. And uh, get your deer test. It's free. I mean, what more can yeah. you want? You know, a deer could have this uh, disease and still walking around and looking healthy and yep. well. Early stages. That's right. The uh, embryonic stages of it. So prepare your deer sample. They tell these guys, you know, where you shot your deer and the GPS location and where the deer was harvested. Remove the deer head uh, inches below the ear. And also deer heads may be caped with antlers and skull cap removed. Do not freeze it. Uh, number two is that... Uh, Print the email that you receive after completing the form. And step two, provide that printout to the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries uh, staff member who handles your sample. And step four, uh, basically contact the nearest field office. And there's a whole bunch of them up there in northeast Louisiana, up in that part of the state. I want to say it's 11 or 12. Yeah, yeah. somewhere in that vicinity. So uh, you can find somebody to test yeah. your deer. And Tony, I didn't realize 32 states. Has had deer test positive. That's right. That's, That's right. I yeah. got, uh, we're going to talk about that That's a little a bit, too. You're yeah. right about that. And for the first time ever, I think Florida got knocked down on it, too, So uh, with that. So pretty interesting uh, in that regard uh, with all the uh, co uh, the uh, CWD. So uh, yep. anyway, um, and again, uh, look at the website. Uh, you can pick that up. You can pick that up on your phone. Uh, it's pretty easy. So uh, you can contact uh, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, the regional offices between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Monday through Friday to coordinate a delivery or pickup of your sample. So it's they make it pretty easy, too, uh, with that. Oh, yeah. They just want to protect that. Of course, uh, we yeah. uh, initially got involved in that up in, uh, I think, was it Tinsaw? Tinsaw. Tins yeah, up there in that area, and that was in 2021. Yeah. So, uh, um, and on that, uh, so the initial find of that CWD. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that flies. And hopefully, uh, I don't know, you, there's no cure for it or anything like that. So, uh, right now, uh, that's what they were saying. Yeah, hopefully uh, uh, biologists and others can find a way uh, maybe to uh, 
uh, react to that. But that, that's similar to what the years ago, the mad cow disease, yep. uh, something uh, of that nature. So uh, yep. anyway, hold on. We'll see what happens in the meantime. So uh, anyway, you deer hunters, man, uh, f- uh, hunting up there in uh, north Louisiana, especially the northeast, and there's four or five parishes up there. It's free. Check it out. Uh, it doesn't cost anything. Anyway, Rick, meanwhile, it's time to take our first break here on uh, Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Yes, uh, we'll be back with more right after this. Discover Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Ragin' Cajun Foods' delicious lines of seasoned red beans, white beans, black-eyed peas, sweet jalapeno relish, Ragin' Cajun roux, rice dressing, gumbo, jambalaya, etouffee, shrimp and grits, seafood bisque, and the new Ragin' Cajun stovetop shrimp oil, gator rub, and sizzling steak seasoning. Ragin' Cajun, the original recipes have been handcrafted here in Acadiana since 1985. Folks, ask them for that Ragin' Cajun. Save ball. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza. 256-5783. That's 256-5783. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today, at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511, license number 6286. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 3 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Rope. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 1075, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. And uh, with that, Rick, you know, we're talking about the about the CWD testing sites, and they're increased all over the states dealing with uh, the positive tests. Meanwhile, the concern over the chronic wasting disease has uh, turned to an alarm for Florida and Wyoming. And in between, and as it's serious as many biologists and deer hunters believe it may be a big reason the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries uh, urges deer hunters in northeast Louisiana to place the head of any deer they harvest this season in one of uh, 13. There's 13 now free uh, CW testing collection points okay. throughout the region to test for CW. Of course, CWD, uh, the chronic wasting disease, is 100% fatal uh, to deer, and there is currently no treatment for that, Rick. And uh, 
As we pointed out, uh, those sites up in uh, parishes of Catahoula, Concordia, Franklin, Madison, Morehouse, Tensaw, Union parishes, also testing processes fast and free to the hunters, we remind you, who fill out the collection card indicating where and when the deer was harvested, place the card in the envelope and put the envelope and the deer head in a plastic bag and put them bag in a cooler. Biologists uh, collect the heads throughout the season. They remove two lymph nodes uh, near the deer's head and plus a sample of the brain uh, stem. The testing process usually spans about two weeks. If the deer tests positive for CWD, uh, the department contacts the hunter and dropped off the sample. Of course, uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has said there is no evidence that CWD can uh, infect humans, and we've reported that a few times. And also, however, the CDC recommends caution in handling deer meat in the infected region that the CWD-positive deer should not be eaten. And uh, the department confronting the disease that was found in all three neighboring states, of course, contiguous to us, it's Texas, Arkansas, Arkansas. Mississippi, long before it was reported in Louisiana for the first time. That date was February 4th, 2022. Uh, And that's uh, by the Louisiana Animal Disease Diagnostic Laboratory. The infected deer was killed on a private land in Tinsall Parish, according to the department. And you're ready, like you mentioned, CWD is found in 32 states and had confirmed cases of CWD in Tinsall Parish. Deer show no uh, outward signs of the disease and still it's very advanced, so testing is required to identify infected animals. And uh, you know as well as I do that can be in that deer, and he looks healthy and get going and everything else, but he's got that strain, that virus. So, uh, And according to uh, a story published uh, about three weeks ago in one of the uh, Texas newspapers, CWD is becoming increasingly present in the deer populations in Texas. And you know as well as I do how many people you know from this area go to East Texas. That's a big deer hunt hunt state. uh, That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. So the Texas Parks and Wildlife confirmed a two-year-old whitetail buck harvested earlier this month is the first CWD case in Coleman County uh, over there in uh, Texas. Texas, so, yeah. And uh, I know a few buds that uh, go hunt uh, oh, yeah. deer up in that area. So right. they got camps and ranches. That's right. Yeah, That's right. But meanwhile, check out this. The diagnosis of the three deer in hunt in Sutton counties in April. Uh, since that time, state agency, ready? 574 cases overall in Texas since uh, January of 2023, and 120-38 of them confirmed by the Texas Department of Wildlife Department. So, uh, anyway, Mississippi's got the issues. Florida, Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas, Texas, the only states dealing with the disease. And uh, Florida's first case uh, confirmed in June, a whitetail deal killed on the road in Holmes County near the Alabama border tested positive for the uh, contagious disease during a routine surveillance hmm. of Florida fish and wildlife. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's out there, Rick, uh, with that. And uh, you wonder, uh, um, you know, how bad it's going to spread in Kentucky and other states have had the issues. Uh, also, far west and north, deep south, in Casper, uh, there was a television station up there reported the Wyoming Game and Fish Department calling uh, uh, cases since uh, 2001 confirmed a few weeks ago the presence of CWD in an elk hunt area Hmm. in uh, 122. I don't know where that is in Wyoming. But after the hunter recently submitted a lymph node sample from a cow elk. So uh, believe it or not, it's out there, Rick. And uh, 
uh, uh, feel for the hunters that uh, just, man, when it's free, take advantage of it and see yeah. what happens and all of that. Yes, so, sir. Uh, that way they can get a grip on it. That's right. That's right. So, uh, anyway, there are plenty of testing sites, and it's free. And it, just to be safe, not sorry. So, about all that. Of course, again, I want to remember or uh, remind you, I should say, the Louisiana Department to hold the three public hearings in, uh, later on this month about the Louisiana black bear hunting season, a notice of intent. and. Yep. They got meetings, not around here, but uh, I guess the the bear, I don't know. They, I don't find them to be a nuisance here in this area. No, they uh, get around, but not yeah, that bad. They yeah. dump over a couple garbage cans yeah. looking for food and oh, all. Yeah. But uh, up in uh, the northern uh, uh, parishes, it looks like they're becoming an issue. But, again, uh, this is all just a notice of intent. There's nothing etched in stone. They got a meeting up in uh, St. Joe uh uh, the, uh, our city of Intensaw Parish, uh, uh, January 16th at 6 p.m. at uh, the LSU Ag Center up there. Also on uh, January 18th in the West Monroe Convention Center. Uh, and also uh, in Delhi, uh, January 23rd. All these meetings are at 6 p.m. So check out the uh, website and you can see where uh, these meetings will be held. And from what I understand, too, it's going to be very limited. Uh, with the number of hunters, you've got to go take some courses. Yep, and that's uh, right. It's not just you can walk out there, oh, there's a black bear, let me shoot him. No, sir, no, no sir. And they'll be issued licenses, and uh, you got to go to uh, informations and uh, these meetings. They're going to educate you on uh, how uh, to, I guess, to, to wait, uh, I guess, I don't know if you shoot the bear right. or what to do. and. Uh, how yeah, to, to determine which it. one to shoot. Yeah. yeah, how to report it. You know, uh, fem- oh, yeah. cubs and females probably going to be off that list. And oh, yeah. I guess the bear up in that part of the state is uh, more of a nuisance. So, uh, anyway, we'll see. Uh, bear hunting, I'm trying to remember when the last official bear hunting was allowed. Ooh, it's state. been a long time, Tony. Oh, maybe 75, 80, yeah. 80 years or more. In that mm-hmm. regard, the black bear, of course, was put on the endangered species list yeah. uh, at one time here in the state. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll see how that all progress in the meantime. Also, Rick, I saw something else, too, interests me uh, with that. You know, with the Christmas season being over now, we used to do it in Iberia Parish years ago. You know, they used to pick up the Christmas trees and dump them in the lakes to yep. create barriers or, the, or out sit more point to create barriers and all. And uh, I haven't seen that done lately here. And no, I, I, don't know the expen- yeah. I don't know the expense of that, of course. You'd have to incorporate that into the trash pickup or something. Well, that'd be that like nature. kind of recycling, you know. Yeah, uh, but uh, with that, with the Christmas trees and uh, uh, and you'll see them. Um, uh, you know, but to, to tell you the truth, I hadn't seen that many of them out uh, so far this mm-hmm. year when traveling around town and elsewhere. Used to see a lot of them. That's yeah. right. You see them on the road. Mm-hmm. I guess that's when they were picking them up. Back then, I don't know what uh, maybe people cut them up, use them for firewood. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, Could be in that regard, but you used to see. Of course, maybe there's just a lot of artificial trees now. Yeah, I know the Rotary, the Optimus Club used to sell uh, Christmas trees here for many years over in the uh, park. About a park, yeah. yeah, in the overhang. But they've since uh, removed all that. Uh, now it's uh, it's a, it was a kids' place for a few years. I don't know how active it is now, but. Uh, the Optimus Club used to sell those Christmas trees at Christmas each year. Go pick you out a tree hanging. They'd hang up all those trees uh, during the course, but uh, not seeing that. But up in North Louisiana, uh, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, in the partnership with uh, the Jackson Parish Watershed District, is uh, hosting a reef rodeo. So they're going to collect all the trees and, and put them in uh, uh, an area 
they've already collected over 300 un, uh, Christmas trees, unused trees. You know, a lot of these people get these bodies trees and can't sell them. What are you going to do with them? And uh, yeah. so they've collected over 300 unused tr- uh, trees, and they can uh, place them in there to attract fish. You know, they're great, uh, just like the offshore rigs at attracting fish, Rick. You know that. Oh, uh, yeah. Fish yep. like to hide in it and everything else from uh, uh, their prey. Uh, anyway, but in the meantime, uh, uh, just something I found pretty interesting in that regard. So, that's good uh, for fiction uh, structure. That's right. Yep. That's right. Uh, anyway, just uh, another thing going on. Anyway, the tides for today, then this weekend, the fifth of January, the sun rose at uh, seven o three. It's going to set at five twenty three. In the high and low tide chart, we can see that the low tide was at five eighteen this morning, while the high tide would be at one forty four p.m. Tomorrow, the 6th of January, the sun is going to rise at 7.03, set at 5.23 in the high and low tide chart. The low tide will be at 5.42 tomorrow morning, while the high tide will be at 2.31 p.m. Uh, tomorrow afternoon. Elsewhere on uh, Sunday, the 7th, the sun is going to rise at 7.03 and set at 5.24 in the high and low tide chart. We can see that the low tide will be at 6.12 in the morning. That's Sunday morning, and the high tide will be at uh, 3.09 p.m. Meanwhile, the average water temperature in southwest Pass Vermillion Bay, uh, a brisk 54 degrees, Rick. That's chilly. A little nippy there for us, a little nippy there. Yes, sir. Anyway, Rick, uh, you know, each Friday we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these fine people. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank Alamo Hydraulics, Doyle's Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasoning and Foods. And remember our motto, Rick. Kids that hunt and fish, don't steal and deal.